It's Thursday morning. Welcome to living in the time as sojourners in the time of coronavirus. And uh, here we are. Uh, this morning we are in First Peter, chapter four, verses twelve to nineteen. Let me open us up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for another beautiful day. Thank you that we're alive. Thank you that we can breathe and work and do all the things that you've made us to do. And we just ask that you would just fill our hearts with your peace this morning. Fill us heart, our hearts with joy. And uh, we just ask that you would give us hope. Lord, as we gaze into your word, we ask that your word would gaze back into our hearts. And we'd open our hearts and our eyes and ears to you. Hear and see and understand what you have for us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we uh, are in this, we've seen Peter talk a lot about suffering and talk a lot about persecution. And again, he comes back to this theme. And it seems a little bit like he's being redundant, maybe. But uh, as any good public speaker knows... If you're going to get your point across, you've got to repeat it uh, half a dozen times before people necessarily hear what you're trying to say. And so Peter keeps coming back to the same idea from a different perspective because the church was being persecuted. They were undergoing all kinds of suffering because they were seen as uh, disruptive to the culture, to the social order. And uh, as we're living in this time... Uh, we kind of live in the United States in this dichotomy of religious freedom, uh, but also seen as outsiders by a lot of society. And uh, so as we think about that, uh, the likelihood is uh, this could potentially increase at some point, despite our wonderful Bill of Rights. Um, and so we have to take into account the reality that to follow Christ, if we're following Christ, the reality is, is there's going to be rejection and there's going to be persecution. And so here Peter is once again reminding us of this, and we do not like to think about that in this country. That's something that happens in other places like China and North Korea and Muslim countries. But we don't have that problem here in the States. And if we do, it's an injustice that we need to defend ourselves for. Um, but Peter tells us here to not be surprised as though something strange is happening if we're undergoing persecution. Um, we may not be suffering in that way, but there's a lot of people that feel like churches being closed right now is a persecution. Um, and I'm not sure that's the case, uh, but we're kind of going to have to wait and see. Um, but we're not to be surprised as though something strange were happening. Instead, he tells us to rejoice, to rejoice to the level that you participate in the sufferings of Christ. The more we suffer for Christ, the more we're to rejoice. Because if we're rejoicing that we're suffering, when Christ returns and he appears, we will be more overjoyed. It's like a bunch of prisoners in a prisoner of war camp, suffering for no reason. 
suffering because of who they are and being free in the same way uh, we don't belong to this world we are going to be freed from it and the more that we rejoice that we're suffering for Jesus the more that we'll be overjoyed when his glory is revealed he goes on to say if you're insulted then you're blessed this is a reminder to me of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus talks about all the people that the world curses but God blesses he blesses the poor he blesses those who mourn he blesses those that are insulted uh, and he 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 blesses people despite the suffering that they're going through Peter says that for these people that know Jesus the spirit of glory and of God rests on them and if the spirit of glory and of God rests on you then you can enjoy and bask in his peace and his hope and his goodness and the suffering almost seems like nothing he says don't suffer for being a murderer or a thief or any kind of criminal or a meddler these are the things that that people that did these things were thrown on the cross for the reasons that the people the two men on either side of Jesus were condemned to die in a lot of ways Jesus was considered a meddler and that's why he was condemned to die but he says don't be ashamed to suffer as a Christian but praise God that you bear the name now this is one of only three times in Scripture that the term Christian is used and that's because back in Peter's day the term Christian was an insult those little Christians those little Christ followers uh, they they associate themselves with this criminal that died years ago and that's the way they were seen but he says don't be insulted by that bear the name of Christ bear the name of Christ Praise God that you bear the name of Christ. The name of Christ, we're told in Scripture, has power. His name is power. And we bear that name, a name of power, a name of significance. Because although those in the government, those in the world may not see us as followers of Christ as anything significant, we bear the name of the God of the universe, the God who created all. And we proudly wear that name. Not with arrogance, but with association. We know our God. He finishes this section by saying, you have to understand that, that suffering is part of the judgment of sin on the earth. This isn't about condemnation. This is about God purifying those he loves. As we suffer, we're purified. Remember we talked about that the other day. And he uses a verse here from Proverbs eleven thirty one, And he says, if it, if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? And he says that because he says, for it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now, this reminds me of Genesis 50, 20. It says, you intended to harm me, 
This is Joseph speaking. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. The enemy intends it for our evil, but God intends suffering for our good, and his goal is the saving of many lives. Those that suffer for doing good will need to recommit. He's inviting us to recommit ourselves completely to the Creator, the one that made us, the one that knows our purpose, the one that designed us for that purpose, that we would continue to do good. Let me leave you with a question to ponder this morning. As you undergo suffering, as you undergo disappointment, as you undergo the having to stay at home, what's your attitude as you approach this? Is it one of complaining, one of frustration? Uh, is it one of dealing with the realities of maybe you got sick? I don't know. But however your attitude is, what is it? And secondly, are you willing to lay that attitude aside every time you're insulted, every time uh, people mock you for being a Christian? Are you willing to lay that aside and say, you know what, I'm proud to bear the name of my Savior. And I will continue to do good because I know that is the purpose he created me for. Thanks for being with us on this Thursday. We'll see you again tomorrow. God bless.